0: Hi folks, Tommy Kelly here once again from AdventuresinWooWoo.com and TheFortyServants.com and today indeed we are going to be talking about The Forty Servants. Brian over in the Facebook group, the Forty Servants Facebook group, was asking me would I be able to upload the o- just the audio from the YouTube videos that I've been doing about The Forty Servants because it would save on bandwidth and some people just prefer to listen to stuff anyway. Um, and I thought rather than doing that, rather than just uploading the same thing twice in a different format I would do the podcast about the 40 servants so that even those who have seen the YouTube video would get something new out of these things so I suppose the best place to start is what is the 40 servants first of all that kind of sounds wrong to me what is the 40 servants I know technically it should be what are the 40 servants because there's 40 of them but the 40 servants is collected together as one thing so what is the 40 servants Someone who knows these things, please tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I'm going to go with is because that's what feels right. Well, it doesn't feel right. It feels wrong, but I think it's right. So what is the 40 servants? What are the 40 servants? Someone let me know. The 40 servants are <laughs> 40 individual and unique servitors that can be used for both divination and for magical purposes. Now, servitors are the created beings... That can be used by anyone. So you could think of them as energies. As archetypes. As servants. As ideas. As um, thought forms. Or spirits. Or whatever it is that you would like to think of. Things that we can get access to. That will allow us to use certain energies. And each of the 40 servants has an individual distinct role. Or has, you know, a, a type of attribute or a certain area that it works best with. And a lot of these areas or attributes or powers, we could say, are, have been, you know, there's plenty of different places or different beings or different saints or different spirits that may have access to these things. But I think one of the main things that kind of get over, overlooked by the 40 servants and the clues in the title the servants is that these servants are beings that work for us, for the magician. They're not like a saint or a god that you have to petition to or beg or get the favor of or get attention of. You know, please help me. You know, please be so good as to help me. These beings, these thought forms, these servitors were designed, created totally just to serve. So that is their function. There's no other function. There's no life anywhere else doing something else that you will be disturbing them from when you call calling them. They're there waiting for you to call on them. And that is your ease of access into these energies or powers. So say something like the the gatekeeper, who would have similar attributes, similar powers and energies to Papalegba from the Vodan, um culture or system. He's not Papalegba. He is an easily accessible energy that is similar to him, that calls on same kind of energies, same kind of powers, same sort of archetypes, but... In the guise of of a being, taught from servitor, whatever you want to call them, an energy that is a servant, you don't have to um, go through all the rituals and the uh, pomps and circumstance of that you would in a food on ritual to get the attention of papalagba. You could use the gatekeeper in, uh, as a more accessible and easier to use form, and in a form that is for servitude. Hope that makes sense. So when people ask me, is papalagba the same as the gatekeeper? I would say no gatekeeper is the gatekeeper and papalegba is the uh is papalegba and um uh, but there's similar characteristics and qualities uh, to them and one has borrowed from the other but it's not they're not the same same as is not the road opener and whatever the other things that uh, are in the deck it's similar to that okay so I hope that makes sense um the divination thing is you just would use the cards in the same way you would use uh any divination system like tarot or cartomancy or anything so you just find out what what spread you're going to use and then put your cards down my favorite one is the past present and future one which is three cards and you have three cards that represent past present and future and then the servants that appear for you represent the energies or the um, events or the, yeah, the energies that are around those parts of your life. You know, what was the energy of the past, what was the energy of the uh, present, the energy of the future. A lot of people don't like the word energy. I don't mind it. I quite like it. So that's the way it is. Each one of them also has a magic component that you can use to get more of that energy into your life. Uh, that more of that spirit or that soul of, uh, so if like, um, say if, as we were talking about the gatekeeper, you could... Uh, use the gatekeeper to get into places that you normally wouldn't have access to or to get information you normally would have access to like getting into say like um a group of people or a click or a clique whatever you want to pronounce that things like that or you're, you know you can generally locked out of some sort of area of life that you want to get access to so you can use the energy of the gatekeeper to open that for you hope that makes sense if it doesn't make sense then please uh, you know leave me a message or whatever going to run quickly through the individual, the 40 servants, I'm not going to spend too much time because there's 40 of them and uh, you know, I don't want to be here all day and I'm sure you don't want to be here all day either. Okay, so we're going to start with the adventure. Uh, The adventure is all about, obviously enough, adventure, excitement, pushing your boundaries and trying new things about about um, escaping out of your, you know, like if you're in a rut, if you're doing the same things over and over and not seem to be able to get out, if you're in doing the same things, getting the same results, you know, breaking out of your boundaries, coming out of your comfort zones, getting a bit of excitement and adventure and uh, spontaneity and you know make life that bit more exciting and fun and happy and stuff some people don't like that too much um i like it on occasion i don't like my life to be totally um adventurous all the time but the problem with that is you can easily Get into a rut because, you know, if you don't like change too much, you tend not to change. But it's always good every now and again to push your boundaries. Go out of your, your comfort zones and see what else is out there. You know, living life to the fullest in the sense of what life has to offer you. What, you know, like don't be limiting yourself because you don't like change. And adventure is useful in that. Okay. So next we have the balancer, which, strange enough, again, um, is explained as bringing balance an equilibrium and uh, stability and an even keel to people's lives so in a reading it would uh, denote that maybe you need a bit of more balance in your life that maybe you're doing too much of one thing and to the disregard of other things and they're getting put by the wayside and it's not you know it's not conducive to an overall healthy kind of uh, system she can also be used in or can also denote that uh, you know something has become out of balance in the sense of a relationship or a business deal or Anything really, you know, any sort of uh, disbalance in diet and health or anything like that. That Maybe you're doing too much exercise, maybe you're eating too much cake and you need to balance. In magic, it's useful for uh, any sort of balancing thing where in relationships, say someone has the upper hand in a business deal. Maybe someone just has an upper hand in a relationship and you feel that you don't have enough say. All but get, you know, your word is equal to other people's word, your power is equal to other people's power. Uh, stability even keel balance anything that needs that maybe you need help with um, not spending so much money or you know to balance your books uh, balance your bills versus your income all that stuff very useful for that kind of thing the carnal is next and she is all about sexual attraction feeling good about yourself beauty sexualness physical desires sex lust all of those things very useful for feelings of self-worth feeling better about yourself for feeling sexy for feeling um, confident and you know that you are desirable, and you know, in a physical sense, in a very physical sense, that not just that oh you're a nice person, or that you're physically desirable, sexy, worthwhile, or um, you know whatever that you you feel good about yourself. It's great if you're not feeling good about yourself. Say you're on a you're trying to go on a diet or to lose weight to feel you know good to invoke so you can feel that thing of feeling good about yourself physically which you don't when um, you are overweight or whatever and you, you know you don't feel that thing so it's helpful to bring that in not saying that you should feel that if you're weight. loads of people are overweight feel very sexy good for them or well, more power to them. when it comes up in reading it denotes that you know this kind of sexual energy you know you are putting it out or not putting it out enough or it's coming towards you any sort of sexual lust sexual energy and again in magic useful for invoking to feel better about yourself physically the chaste then is next it's kind of the opposite in the sense that pulling back from all these pleasures sensory pleasures physical pleasures of, of sex of even of eating of you know enjoying food or any of these things where we can overindulge pulling back to have more disciplined kind of sense of life, more purity has elements of morality and virtue and honor, and it's about looking to life to, that there's more to life than just you know love, sex, or any of these base pleasures. Taking these energies that we would normally have and putting them to use in other places. So in magic, it would say it's useful for um, you know sometimes maybe find that you're going too much uh, into you know sexual gratification or looking for it or putting yourself out there too much and you want to pull back from that but it can be useful for anything that you think you're doing too much of that and you need a bit more discipline again like say something like spending too much time with the wrong people or spending too much time watching telly or anything that involves overindulging in some sort of sense The chase it can be helpful to pull that back and to bring a more disciplined and pure kind of existence so next we have the conductor and the conductor is all about taking control of your circumstances and orchestrating life around you. So rather than life happening to you and you're just reacting to it, the conductor is about taking the reins and conducting life, you know, putting your mark on the world, pushing yourself out there, making the world work, bend to your will rather than just reacting to things that happen to you. So it's about taking your own reins, taking your own initiative and taking control, taking responsibility for your life, for your situation and doing all that needs to be done so that the world is made in how in the image you see fit. So, again, great magic um, to invoke when you need to, you know, that kind of energy where you feel that maybe that you don't have enough say in life or, you know, uh, you're just reacting to life rather than programming your own life. And you want a bit more control, a bit more sovereignty over what happens to you. The conductor is the person that you should go to or the servant you should go to. Next, we have the contemplator. And the contemplator is like the subconscious mind or the collective unconscious or whatever word we want to put to it. It's that part of your brain that when you're trying to think of your being, whatever we want to do, it might not necessarily be your brain. We don't want the juries out in it. That when you are say, I can't think of the name of that actor, guy. And you kind of put it, you forget about it, and then later it just pops into your head. That subconscious brain has been working on that behind the scenes. There's plenty of evidence now that um, for creativity and for problem solving and all that, if you can engage that part of your brain by giving your other side of your brain something to do, then it works much better. Like if you are trying to think of something or problem solve, if you give yourself a mathematical puzzle to try and work out, it kind of distracts that part of your brain, the more analytical brain, and then the subconscious side or whatever can work on your problem. So the contemplator, it's about, in a sense, if it comes up in a divination in reading, would be to just put that aside for a moment. Put whatever problem you're facing of and let the solution come to you. You know, it's a bit like if you can't remember the name of someone or remember something, the more you force it the less likely you are to get it. And again, in magic, great for the um, same sort of thing. So it's, you know, like if you, again, can't think of the actor, give, give that problem over to the, the contemplator to solve for you and it'll come back as a, as a problem solved. Next, we have the dancer. And the dancer is all about acceptance and knowing that's... And be, no, not knowing, but being okay with the fact that things don't always work out as planned. That if it rains, you dance in the rain. You just you're okay. You accept. You don't resist life as it comes to you. So rather than spiraling into depression, becoming say this disheartened, you should rejoice in the fact that you you know the effort was made that you made it, you tried your best, and just and just go and just accept it. Don't get annoyed. Don't get depressed. Don't get angry. Don't get aggressive. Don't be saying it's unfair or whatever. Just go with it. So again, in magic invoking this can help you when you're in these um, kind of situations where you you're um have felt that maybe you you know your way didn't work out you didn't get your way and so um rather than spiralling out of control into depression or sadness or whatever it is that is, is normal for you just to go with it and to be okay with it. Then we have the dead. Dead is obviously enough about the dead, but it's also about the accumulation of knowledge that has existed from the time being time at the beginning up until now so um, lessons from history you know that there's a whole bank of knowledge it's that whole thing of you stand on the shoulders of giants so that all the knowledge that we have gained now it's only because people have in the past learned these things or worked these things out or like the latest computer only exists because of the computer before it and the computer before it and only exists because you know a million things had to happen for that to excuse uh, for that to exist so you've just accumulation of knowledge and um experience so if it comes up in a reading it's an idea to look at what the past the lessons from the past what we have learned how other people dealt with this situation how people classically might have done what how your parents might have done what how people in general how would this have been dealt with 200 years ago how you know what is the cumulative knowledge rather than just you trying to work it out what would the best practice be in some way like what what have we learned as about this event or this situation as a, as a human race what what you know? What have we come to the conclusion, of and then approach it from that situation. In magic, the dead obviously is very good for any sort of ancestor work, and it's good good for healing, healing of say, oh, in the sense of old wounds with uh, relationships or to the past, where you can send healing to emotional healing to yourself for things that happened to you uh, when you were younger. Or to relationships that you no longer have any kind of uh, interaction with, with, even with people who have died or that sort of thing. That kind of healing rather than a physical healing, a more of an emotional healing where you can you know send it to the past or send it to different times. Next, we have the depleted. Depleted can be kind of a scary card for some people because it kind of feels like everything's gone wrong. But all it means is that the energy of some situation has played out, that it's gone, it's left. In the same way that autumn has to come because it's the the cycle it just means the end of one particular thing so it could mean the end of a particular relationship you know it has run its course it could be the end of a particular job and it could be the end of a particular era but not necessarily anything you know so big as that it doesn't have to be as you know as as a big deal as oh, the end of an era or whatever. It can we just mean something is coming to an end, and it can be a good good in a good way. Like it could mean a period of sadness is coming to an end, uh, struggles are coming to an end, that something in in your life has run its course and it needs to be allowed to end and come to a rest. So I mean, uh, in a magic sense, it's useful to remove um, energy from anything that is. Uh, You know, from certain situations, if there's heated situations, if there's something that just won't go away, the plea is great for just taking all the energy out of it. Say there's an argument that's been on for too long and it's not going to go anywhere. You know, it's not going to be solved. Uh, use the depleted just to take the energy out, to, to out of it all to, and just so that it fizzles away. I suppose useful in coursework work if you wanted to deplete something good from someone else or from, you know, even from your own life. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Probably useful too in diets and, uh, you know, any sort of restricting type team, Something to take the energy away. I no longer want to get enjoyment, you know, take the deplete the enjoyment from eating chocolate or something like that. And then the desperate is next and the desperate is by far the worst in the worst is a bad word but it's the, the lowest card or the lowest servant it's what this is basically the point when everything has gone as bad as it possibly can go you know this is the hell moment this is not a deer this is the point where everything when the shit has hit the fan when everything has gone wrong and you're in the point of total despair and you know can't see a way out of it but there is a way out of it there always is a way out of it you can't get any lower so the old saying is the only way is up and all that The desperate is definitely a card of emotion and about life circumstances. You know, to an outsider's point of view, it might not look as bad, but, you know, in an inner sense, in an emotional sense, it can can feel that bad. In a magic point of view, um, the desperate is interesting in in more, probably you would be wanting to more banish uh, the desperate than you would to invoke the desperate. I can't say why anyone would want to um, invoke that kind of energy. Again, I probably could send it in curse work, but general banishment is probably just much better. Just get people away from you rather than trying to torture them or whatever it always that always gets messy so a great one where the desperate is to put the sigil on like say a stone and throw it into water so you're banishing this desperate energy and you're just throwing it away another one which i really like is walking to the end of uh, edge of your town or wherever you live and walk as far as it feels that you're no longer in your area or in your town you know just it feels i this doesn't feel like my town anymore and then leave either a stone or a piece of paper with the sigil and um you know anything else you like to write in it whatever you're leaving behind and just leave it on the ground turn around and walk away and walk home. And so you've left it outside your boundary, outside your sphere of influence. So yeah, desperate not a great card to see, but you know, it can be um can be helpful to banish. Okay, and we're going to leave it at that as that went longer than I uh, thought it would. And we'll do part two um, maybe next week, or yeah, probably next week. So, if this made things clear, oh, great. If it didn't, leave a message for me or a comment down below or in any of the places I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, there's the Facebook group, there's the YouTube channel, or you can check out adventuresandwoo.com itself. If you want to buy the deck or find out more about it, go to the 40 and um, that's it. Um, we'll come back and go through these the next time. I assumed I was going to be quick but obviously not. And there's no point in rushing through it. So have a great week and I will talk to you soon.